Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. C, senor. A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. Hey, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Gonna go with Xi Jinping. Who's that? The dirty commie leader of dirty commie China. Sending airplanes into Taiwan's air defense space, whatever that means. That's one of the things I want to nail down with my clients when we talk to them later. Yeah, so we have, uh, for my money, the best military analysts around Mike Lyons on kicking off Hour 2 to talk about that. Why? What, what is China trying to accomplish being so dang provocative around some, such a sensitive issue? So, yeah, I look forward to talking about that. Bye, That's right, sir. Well, I'll tell you what's going to be the story of the day for the chattering classes, though is definitely the Facebook thing. I, outside of Afghanistan, when's the last time everybody's been on the same side of a uh, let's, let's, let's get them sort of mob with pitchforks and axes like this about Facebook? It's crazy. 
Yeah, that's true. Nobody's coming to their defense, are Oh, they? my God. All three evening newscasts led with it last night, I'm told. I haven't watched an evening newscast on the major networks in, like, ten years, but... Uh, I didn't even know they're because still you're on. Because not a child. I didn't know they're still on the CBS Evening News, the ABC Evening News, that stuff. But anyway, they led with Facebook. Face uh, Fox is killing them. MSNBC this morning, they said, is this the beginning of the end? Is Facebook going to finally face justice? So, I mean, the the long knives are out for Facebook. And and politicians are smart in that way. They understand. What what, what are people into? Who's, who's the bad guy? I hate them, too. Oh, no, nobody hates them more than me. Um, so there's going to be a lot of that today. Yeah, but what are they going to do? I mean, Zuckerberg has, is, 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 you know, weathered the storms of verbal assaults before and just said, I'll get back to you, Senator. I don't think that's going to work this time. And I hadn't heard this before. Um, I saw a business person talking about Facebook has got some real misleading investors' problems with this stuff, which is an actual crime as opposed to just kind of the, you're spreading disinformation, what do we do about that conundrum? Yeah, because nothing's going to happen on that front. It's too thorny an issue, but now you got my interest. Um, They have been misleading advertisers forever. Those of us in radio, TV, and newspaper who have been, uh, you know, were really decimated like 10 years ago when Facebook was at its height know that uh, advertisers have been lied to by Facebook and other your big online advertisers uh, or uh, platforms for a long time, lying yeah. about the results they were getting. Systematic fraud. Yeah. And, or um, systemic. Both. A lot of the advertising has started flowing back to radio, television, and newspaper because it wasn't working for people. Uh, but So they're misleading people on that front, too. But I don't know. I'd like to see Zuckerberg get a kicking. Just a oh, kick. Sure. He's just rolled up on the ball and they're kicking a kick. Oh, boy. Kick. That's brutality. Huh? Yeah. Barbaric. Just, again, I wonder if it will just be grandstanding and little actually done, but we'll see. I don't know. The uh, The vibe seems to be that they're serious about this, that they're really doing their homework, that, um, you know, breaking up uh, the, the, the trains and the banks and the oil and the cigarette. There's been lots of complicated issues over the years that nobody understood at the very beginning. But at some point, they really got their lawyers digging into it and decided to understand it. Will you discontinue Finsta? Right. <laughs> Uh, I just we'll see. I'm I just, in favor of it. I just can't believe the anger that's out there for Facebook. So we we know from doing this show that there's there's a lot of anger on the right toward Facebook, feeling like they um, don't allow uh, you know Trump's not allowed on there, and um, and uh, the Hunter Biden story and all that sort of stuff. And then the left is just insanely angry at Facebook. So I think when you got when you got that momentum, they're like they're like a witch now. They're gonna get drowned. Could be, and and probably for unjust reasons, but, you know, as long as the witch is drowned, we're all happier and safer. Uh, I just, uh, you know, part of the reason I'm skeptical as to anything happening is you have the left screaming, not enough censorship, and the right screaming, too much censorship. Mm. And then where where do you end up? But uh, specifically now, what we're referring to is the whistleblower gal who was on 60 Minutes the other night is in front of the Congress or the Senate today? Uh, Senate, I believe. Yeah, I think that's right. As as if we're going to show up in one of the chambers anyway. She's on Capitol Hill, all right? (laughs) Old guys in suits are going to be asking her question. Um, Well, Senate is older guys in suits than even the House, but... Um, yeah, yeah. Tune in if you see eighty-five-year-olds. It's the Senate. <laughs> if they're sixty-year-olds and they're grandstanding, it's the House. 
Um, what was I going to say? Oh, so that that uh, whistleblower lady that was on sixty Minutes, I saw her on every her, saw or heard her on every single program I took in yesterday, like a dozen different venues. Hmm. I mean, just the reach of this story has been unbelievable, and I think it's all this common hatred for Facebook. Well, yeah, and the reach of Facebook. It's a factor in the lives of billions and billions of people. Has anybody uh, gotten a handle on why they were out of commission for like six and a half hours yesterday? I was about to say, we haven't even mentioned the fact that they went offline for six plus hours yesterday and are being really super weirdly quiet about it. Um, China! I think that's the longest outage they've ever had in their history, and they're not really saying much about it. Now, there was a report last night. I haven't looked into it this morning. Have you seen anything about... Uh, a billion or more people's information being stolen? Have you seen no, that? I have not seen okay, that. Okay, I wonder if that disappeared overnight, because I only saw that one place, a headline where uh, it was a hacking, and they're trying to they're trying to keep that quiet while they get their hands around it, but that two billion people's names, passwords, phone numbers, addresses were all stolen. But China! I haven't, I haven't seen that anywhere else. <laughs> all right, sir. You believe it's China. All right, we'll <laughs> look into that. Thank you. I'm I'm flipping through. Um, I I decided to go to the Wall Street Journal since there are billions and billions, trillions of dollars involved. Well, probably not trillions, but I don't see anything. Um, maybe that went away overnight because that that would obviously be just explosive. Uh so anyway, and uh, Zuckerberg himself. Oh, so here it is. This was from Disclose.tv, who I follow on the Twitter. The largest and most significant Facebook data dump to date is reportedly now for sale on a hacker forum. 1.5 billion Facebook users' info information being sold on the dark web, but I haven't seen that anywhere else. Mm. It's one point during the day, Facebook employees, not only was Facebook offline, Facebook employees couldn't get back into the building because their cards weren't working. So wow. something crazy happened. What 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 could possibly even happen? I mean, I'm so outside my realm. I mean, you can't get further outside the realm than this. But what could possibly happen that would bring down Facebook online and you can't get into the building? Facebook said the problem was due to networking issues. Outside experts said it appeared to stem from a change the company made to networking instructions for access to its systems. Boy, if it was their own internal, like, hey, we updated things, they're going to be even better, starting Monday, October 1st. And they couldn't get in the building and it went offline for six hours? Wow, that's not good. Yeah, if I'm the guy in charge of that switchover, I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't know, maybe I could become a beachcomber and look for... (laughs) A change on the beach. Sometimes people lose gold chains and stuff. It'll be okay, honey. <laughs> I've always wanted to be a cobbler, work on shoes. <laughs> Zuckerberg himself. How much can you make collecting cans next to the road? I'll try that. Zuckerberg personally lost $5 trillion yesterday. I saw $8.5 billion. <laughs> uh, Five billion, trillion. Billion. No, no, no. Billion. Billion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's, it's funny. Those numbers are flying around. Who knows? Well, the stock market goes up and down so fast. Right, right. Uh, I'm flipping through trying to figure out if anybody knows anything. It's Well, as you pointed out, it's all very mysterious, but as there, usual, with no... Facebook's inner workings. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's got to be another leak. There's got to be another whistleblower. Yeah, rats ate through the wires. <laughs> you know, it'll come out later. Uh, yep, they blamed the outage on a configuration error. That's what I figured, too. Probably a configuration error, I said to Judy last night at dinner. So, so I mean, what a great smokescreen for the average human being. As, I'm going to remember that one. Yeah. Uh, configuration error. Oh, okay. 
Oh, all right. <laughs> Bullshit. I, yes, sir. I like I like ratsing through the wires. Why is oh, Facebook Why is Facebook down? Ratsing through the wires. <laughs> Somebody so, kicked out the plug. We just uh, plug. we got a barn cat now, so I think we got it under control. <laughs> Beautiful. Um. So, how does male bag look? Uh, like a supermodel. Beautiful, but very thin. I'm <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> so we'll get to that coming up if you know anything about it, because we're you know we're in the heart of uh, the high techest world in the uh, the place in the entire world. So if you're smart and you know what's going on, oh wait a minute, you know what? I, I just uh, leapt back into my memory. Uh, one of the emails uh, is the subject line: Facebook saved my life. Oh, okay, there you go. Cool. Before you go kicking that poor little redheaded you know, man child, Mark what, Zuckerberg. What has he ever done? Uh, so yeah, all that stuff on the way in our text line, 415-295, our face, our text line will work as long as there's not a configuration error. Right. Okay. 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Forgot to officially start the show. We'll end up getting grilled like Zuckerberg in front of Congress if you don't officially start the show. I mean, that's an FCC uh. violation. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Tuesday, October the 5th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show then officially according to FCC rules and regulations. Avoid being sent to FCC jail precisely at Mark. It's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down. Dr. Fauci being asked on whether or not people can get together for Christmas. It's just too soon to tell. Then later, when he's getting people growing crazy, he said, I never said that. It's right-wing misinformation. Boy, you can't say anything without crazy idiots saying, going nuts on the... Well, we'll get into that later. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we will. It's time for Dr. He's, Fauci You to gotta go. go. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear from you anymore, do they? Does anybody no. want to hear from Dr. Fauci anymore? No. I tell you what, with all due respect to the F. Joe Biden chance at America's college football <laughs> games, how about a little hey, hey, ho, ho, Dr. Fauci has got to go. It just gotta I'll be, bet that would catch on. Get the hell out of here! Isn't there a, a, a different... <laughs> former president playing quite a role in today's show. <laughs> isn't there a different 81-year-old doctor they can find to, uh, to talk to us all the time? Yeah, he is yet another 80-year-old running the country. What What is with America? I don't know. You'd think the average lifespan's 165, <laughs> judging by the leadership in this country. <laughs> Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. Love this one. Once again, the great Roman statesman, Marcus Tullius Cicero. There exists a law not written down anywhere, but inborn in our hearts, a law which comes to us not by training or custom or reading, but by derivation and absorption and adoption from nature itself, a law which has come to us not from theory, but from practice, not by instruction, but by natural intuition. I refer to the law which lays it down that if our lives are endangered by plots or violence or armed robbers or enemies, any and every method of protecting ourselves is morally right. Wow. That's a good one. And that's one of those just base natural laws that many idiotic, uh, you know, modern laws ignore, or or idiotic modern juries say, well, you didn't have to shoot the guy who's in your house in the middle of the night with a knife. You could have retreated to a bedroom. And you know, I think that's why those cases make me so mad, because Cicero was right. 
that law that you have the right to protect yourself aggressively is as, as natural as anything. If, if you know, cheetahs and elephants and, and dogs could talk, they'd all say, oh, yeah, 100%, of course. Hmm. You don't have to let yourself be killed. Please see the Second Amendment. Thank you. Mailbag. Dr. Fauci says you can't celebrate Christmas. Too early to tell. Kidding me? We're ignoring the science. All right, back to the email. David writes on the topic of William Shatner. Guys, during Shark Week, he he dove with scuba gear. 90 years old. I was impressed. I'm impressed, too. So, they're shooting William James T. Kirk into space space here this week. Oh, that's that fast? Wow. Yeah. Wow, fabulous. That's uh, one of Jeff Bezos' uh, rockets, right? Well, if you don't do it this week, he might not be around next week. I mean, he's old. To be that vital at age 90, though, man, where do you sign up? Uh, um, Patrick writes, I was reading some Freemason literature. I've been actively involved with this fraternal order since 2017. I don't want to get into Freemasonry, but while reading one of my documents, I came across the word uh, Pharisaic, which means self-righteous or hypocritical. At the time, the word resonated with me. If you've already... uh, I think the word Pharisaic sums up Dr. Fauci's ongoing lectures to the public about COVID this, COVID that. You must wear a mask. Masks don't work. The vaccine will set you free. So you better get it. Ivermectin bad. CNN good, et cetera, et cetera. On and on. Um, And then he says some very nice things about the show. Uh, Long live the Armstrong and Getty show. Uh, Your lips to God's ear, Patrick. Huh, that's interesting. I'd like to sit down and talk to him about that. I... Um, uh, Tolstoy's War and Peace, uh, there's a lot of Freemason stuff in there, and I always wanted to look into it, but I never have. Yeah, I've heard of it through the years, but uh, know very little about it. I know there are some wackadoo conspiracy theories. Uh, a guy was building me a stone uh, stone wall in my backyard. I said, you've heard of Freemasonry, right? Why don't we try that here? <laughs> and he said, shut up. <laughs> Freemasons, well, surprise, supplies last. That's what yes. I say. Exactly. Uh, Dave in L.A. writes uh, on COVID and school administrations. It's a perfect storm of idiocy. All my siblings are teachers in New Jersey. While I was back there visiting my sister, she passed along what might be the dumbest COVID safety measure I've heard so far. She had to go to her classroom alone in order to host a Zoom call for parent-teacher conferences. Uh, It gets infinitely dumber when I tell you she also had to wear a mask. She had to wear a mask on a Zoom call. The reason being the school wants to make sure they're giving the parents some assurance that they take safety seriously, even though the children, who aren't at risk, aren't present. (laughs) Security theater for a problem that doesn't exist. Unreal. Well, that's like Biden walking across the White House lawn outdoors with a mask on the other day up to the microphone to take off his mask. What is that? It's right, as some, soon as he gets to the reporters, he takes off his It's mask. some sort of gesture. It is a near-religious belief. We're going to play you a little tape from Matt Taibbi later on, who's suggesting that there are competing religions in America's uh, news consumption. And uh, the, the whole COVID thing has become very much like uh, an obscure, dopey religion, where you have your, your rituals and your sacred uh, cloth over your mouth and, and, and the rest of it, and... and you do it not because there's any need for it or any objective, uh, you know, reality that says you should. You just do it because you do it. It's part of your uh, your tribe's uh, symbolism, and it's become freaking ridiculous. 
We got this text. Did Facebook have to lock the doors and close things down to destroy a whole bunch of hard drive stuff before the big investigation started? Oh, wait a minute. I don't have any idea if that's possible. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I don't want to get anybody in trouble. I shouldn't even say anything. Uh-oh. But after years of putting up with a coffee machine that's just <laughs> made everybody insane, somebody's gone rogue and brought in a regular old coffee pot that works every single time you use it. Oh, well, I don't think anybody would object to that, would they? I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, it's a fire hazard, blah, blah, blah. Not official. Couple of properties. <laughs> um, 
but just a plain old, they're like $8 new at a thrift store. They're 25 freaking cents coffee pot that will work every single time for like 15 years before it finally fries out. No exaggeration. As well 100% as this true. other coffee machine thing we got that you've probably got at your work that's got like 75 buttons. And in theory, you can make a caramel latte mocha frappuccino, but it never works. Anyway, we're yeah. all very excited. Well, that's great. That's just fabulous. It's a step forward by going backward. We get a griddle and some eggs. We got a good, good little diner going here. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be great yes. for an omelet chef? <laughs> what would that cost? <laughs> so, you know, I was thinking about how to introduce this uh, this topic. And I think the best way to state it is that uh, our beliefs around here to to whatever extent is possible. I mean, because no, you know, no human mind is perfect, and we all have our prejudices, and there's confirmation bias and that sort of thing. But but we try as hard as we can to be rational about everything, to look at evidence and data. Will a policy work? Never mind if will it make me feel good. Will it make me feel noble to? espouse it um you know the mask thing for instance with covid we've been trying to get to the bottom of does it work or not how how effective is a cloth mask on a little kid who has no idea what they're doing as it turns out almost completely ineffective um so we try to be rational about things and sometimes we go against quote unquote our own side and and some of y'all not a lot and we pay a heavy price for it well some of you freak out I mean, the texts and the emails are just, they're, they're vicious. They're, they're oh, yeah. angry. Us getting vaccinated was a, uh, yeah, uncool for a lot of the listeners. Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. Uh, you know, I, uh, take in the, the, the data best we can to make decisions. But I, I was listening to, uh, Matt Taibbi the other day. He was, uh, for some reason, reading one of his screeds, and it was about how, uh, we have a couple of news media religions now in the country. Um, and it explains why, uh, and something, this is something you've talked about, Jack, a lot, why you get completely different stories on the different kind of news sides and, and, and how that all works. So, uh, just a couple of clips of Matt Taibbi. There it is. Uh, I assume these are in chronicle, chronological order as he unfolds his uh, argument. Let's start with 25, Michael. None of the myriad innovations cooked up by media marketing geniuses solved the basic problem of the business that no one wanted to pay for news. By the time Trump arrived, there was only one route left, putting content behind a paywall. Essentially, news companies passed the hat and asked for donations, just like churches. Also like churches, they began to sell belief instead of fact. They turned viewers and readers into congregationalists, people who'd be less interested in news than calls the spiritual battle. Fox had already proven this revenue model could work. In the Trump years, led by the New York Times, which lost other forms of income, but went from 1.2 million digital subscribers in 2016 to 7.5 million in 2020, the rest of the commercial media followed suit. I had never heard those numbers. Well, that explains everything. So the dying New York Times that was wondering how they were going to keep their doors open, seven tippled 
their <laughs> subscription rate. Virtually, yeah. By yeah. going opinion piece on the front page? Exactly. By g- moving from being a distributor of facts to a whipper up of a congregation. Wow. Well, no wonder the woke crowd screaming and yelling about, get that Republican senator off our op-ed page. And the guy who ran the opinion page got fired. No wonder that happened. You know, I think that was ideological fervor by crazy people, by by woke it young was, but the reason, nut jobs. But, the, but re- the reason they've got the power is because they speak for the people they're serving that increase their viewership that much, their readership that much. Well, right. And I, as I was going to say, I can picture some of the people I think are woke nut jobs saying, and as you can see here, by offering any sort of balanced and rational argument, we're going to cut into our revenue model. I think it's more advisable that wow. we whip people up like uh, uh, tent uh, revival of uh, preachers in 1935. Wow. Hearing those numbers, it's a, it's amazing we get as good a news as we get from the New York Times. Right. Uh, back to Matt Taibbi, clip 26. For decades, TV newsreaders gave off that Ron Burgundy-esque vibe of, this copy was literally just handed to me, I barely know what this shit says, and I certainly don't care enough to lie about it. By the Trump years, though, newsreaders started to sound like preachers. They used every traveling revivalist trick in the book to pull in the faithful, from predicting the end was nigh, mm. or at least the beginning of the end was nigh, to conferring sainthood, Robert Mueller was depicted as Jesus, Batman, and Superman in media profiles. Two, public deliverance of the gospel. We remember when Annette Benning and John Lithgow and Kevin Klein held solemn public readings of the Mueller report. Two, dramatic altar calls to give testimony. For instance, Michael Avenatti coming on set to deliver an unvetted new rape accusation against Brett Kavanaugh live on the Rachel Maddow show. And even witchcraft. How about a former CIA chief predicting indictments of Trump on the Ides of March on MSNBC? Wow, that's some good stuff. And you Isn't got, that great analysis? And you've got to understand, Matt Tybee hates Trump, hates Fox. He's a lefty, but he, he likes the truth. Yeah, he's a rational guy. <sighs> that's unbelievable. Yeah, wow, what great examples. And then one more, 27. America is now a nation of warring media faiths, with Fox, OAN, Newsmax, preaching a heretic Savannah Rolla type gospel of corrupt elites lying about everything from election results to vaccine efficacy, while the rival church of the mainstream, which describes itself as the literally truth faith and the exclusive arbiter of such things as fact and science, preaches a coming fascist apocalypse. Its pundits openly rejoice in COVID-19 as an instrument of vengeance against denialism and those who don't believe science. And it's not an accident that people who watch them too much do things like wear masks alone in cars. How good is that? That's really interesting. Yeah. The yeah. sinners will pay their price for not believing in Believing St. Fauci. Yeah. Another one of those Jesus figures of the left. Wow, that's interesting stuff. And that also helps explain why, and we're going we're gonna to double down on the good doctor in a moment, but uh, that also explains with... Why, rather, with all of his failings and flip-floppings and dishonesty, his ties to Peter Daszak in the Wuhan Institute of Virology, how the guy hangs on to his job. He is a saint, if not a savior figure, for the religion of the left media. Hail Fauci! Hail Fauci! 
There you go. Yeah, we got more on his flip-flop coming up. But um, uh, the comparing it to a religion thing. I was thinking about this the other day as I was listening to a Sam Harris podcast. He's the guy we have who says... Uh, it's a tsunami of wokeness. It's a tsunami of wokeness. You can't be flat enough to do a Sam Harris impersonation. I mean, it's got to be completely the same note. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, I was listening to his podcast, and he's, uh, he's written a couple of famous books, uh, anti-religion and everything like that, and he considers himself you know, a man of uh, science and the Enlightenment and, and all religion and people who believe in it are stupid. Um and he has scientists on all the time and on this podcast the other day explaining how the the brain works. And a, a lot of your anti-religious people are into this science that the brain is designed to believe in something like God. And that's why so many people do and um, and all that sort of stuff. The problem is the unintended consequence that seems to me to be, even if you are on that side of the argument, is if the brain is designed for that, saying religion is stupid, there's no such thing as God, blah, 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 is not working because the brain is designed to do it. And, and the brain apparently say, OK, I'm buying your idea that religion, that kind of religion doesn't work. So I'm going with the media religion or the wokeism religion or the climate change religion. You just right. come up with something else, the unintended consequence. And, and, you're, and you can't convince me that it's better. Well, in, in the counter-argument, and obviously you did not make Sam Harris's complete argument against religion there, but it, it strikes me as obvious that the brain is designed to flee from lions and to avoid fire and to seek food. That's not proof that lions, fire, and food don't exist. They're just rationalizations of the brain. The brain is, is designed to appreciate a higher power, perhaps because there is a higher power and always has been, would be the counter-argument. You know, um, and a slight departure from that, but just because it was on the same podcast and I find this disturbing, we were talking yesterday about whether or not human beings can survive the Internet. And what we were just talking about kind of gets to that, because a lot of this has to do with uh, the internet and um, and the way information travels around now, uh, and a number of scientists that uh, Sam Harris was talking to, and, and studies that have shown the way the brain works and how if we hear information over and over again, even once it's been proved false, we all know that if you hear something over and over again, pretty soon you start to believe it. But mm-hmm. even if we know at the outset it's false, or like halfway through we get the information that it's false, if we continue to hear it, our brain starts to believe it's true, or at least Stupid partially brain. true, no matter what. And it would seem that like you know certain uh, salespeople are uh, are aware of this. Whoever's trying to sell you anything, uh, but and and uh, so they've done all kinds of scientific experience where experiments where they'll 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 tell people something. And then they'll come back and say, no, we're wrong about that. This didn't happen. And then if you check with them months later or whatever, they still remember the initial aversion. Yeah. It's just the way we're designed for some the reason. The way we store information. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and it's, it's pretty troubling when oh. you look at the way media spreads around online now. It's, it's, I guess the point is, it's, even if you really are trying hard to be like a rational human being seeking out facts, it's a lot harder than you think to overcome the nature of your brain to the way it takes in information. Luckily, uh, my brain doesn't work that way. You and I've a, been able to transcend that. You have a unique non-human brain? Oh, yeah. It's like a university supercomputer. It's uh, <laughs> fundamentally different. Whoa. Whoa. Well, at least I'm not wearing a friggin' mask in my car alone. All right? <laughs> 
What's the matter with you people? <laughs> uh, my family, I've said this before, we still do it. We've got a, a habit of calling each other Joe Biden. Like if we walk out of the store and we, one of us still has our mask on as we're almost to the car. Hey, Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, I forgot to take my mask off. It nice. just it goes back to Trump in the debate. Biggest mask you've ever seen. You can see it from 100 yards away. So speaking of Biden and, and, and Trump and Dr. Fauci, Fauci has got to go today. Not tomorrow, today. By the end of the day, close-o business. Write out a letter of resignation, you senile old liar. Sign it, put it on my desk, we're through. (laughs) We'll explain why next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. The two Dems not on board. Joe Manchin, who was greeted at his houseboat by kayaktivists. We all love our state too much. No, to see this it is go not it, Michael. Wayside. This is not it. This is not it. Abort! Abort! <laughs> see, this is the problem when you put both your headphones on too early. I was shouting at you. 30! 30! Clip! Thir- Can you hear me? Anyway. Oh, boy, yeah, we got to get into that conversation. Uh, also, I've got how often should you wash your towels? A question I was wondering just yesterday. We'll have to get to that later. We're going to talk Annually. to Mike Lyons about why China is jumping ugly with Taiwan the way they are. We've got that coming up to kick off hour two. Yeah, yeah. Sorry for the fumble on the one. I blame myself. Uh, let's go with clip 40, Michael. Dr. Anthony Fauci told Face the Nation families might not be able to gather for Christmas. It's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrating on continuing to get those numbers down. Today, he tried to clarify his position. I will be spending Christmas with my family. I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated people who are protected, to have a good, normal Christmas. He's nuts. He's lost his mind. Well, in another clip, he goes on to say, um, you know, it's it's just a misinformation. You say one thing and people take it out of context. And no, it was not a context at all. You were asked, can people get gather for Christmas this year? And you said it's too early to tell. So don't claim it's some sort of Fox misinformation BS. All right. Well, yeah, what is his deal? I don't know. A combination of arrogance uh, aloofness, uh, the fact that he is covering up a number of things all the time, his involvement in, in the origin of this thing, I believe. You know what? That could be. That could be that it's all wrapped around the origin of this whole thing. He has known since December of 2019, maybe more like November, <laughs> October of 2019. Holy crap. That thing we've been working on and funding forever started this. He he may have had all this in the back of his head the whole time, which would make you insane. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and it would lead you to say things like, well, we just need to focus on the numbers, keeping the numbers down. We're not ready. We have time. Let's hear 41. You know, I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. I was asked, what could we predict for this winter, for like December and Christmas? I was going to ask you. That was misinterpreted as my saying, we can't spend Christmas with our families, which was absolutely not the case. I will because- be spending Christmas with my family. I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated people who are protected, to have a good, normal Christmas with your family. Okay, so he's 80. Is he hard of hearing? Has he lost his marbles? That was how, how you say bullspit. You were asked if we can get together for Christmas. You said it's too early to tell. It's completely misinterpreted out of context. All right. Wow. Hey, hey, ho, ho. Dr. Fauci has got to go. That's your idiotic chant for college football this weekend. You know, Levi's on their website says you shouldn't. You should only wash your jeans like every 10 wears or something like that, which seems longer than I'm guessing most people go or have gone in the past. Uh, their thing is more about uh, the environment. Don't you need, need to use all that water? So wear jeans for several weeks before you wash them. 
And just wear lots of cologne to cover up your jeans stank. I never think about water when it comes to washing. It's just the pain in the ass of washing and whether or not things are clean. How often should you wash your towels? And I was thinking about this just yesterday. Um, This has been highlighted for me. Washing towels with high-risk items such as underwear. Why is underwear a high-risk item? Because of its uh, location, geography? High-risk for what? (laughs) Ooginess? I mean, it is, is, you know, hanging around the... Yeah. Devil's Triangle. Okay. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, washing towels with high-risk items such as underwear, which is more likely to hold traces of... Oh, no. Feces or bacteria from genital infections. What if I don't have a genital well, infection? Wait, wait a minute. I don't have to worry about that, I'm proud to say. Can increase the chances that our towels aren't as clean as we'd like them. So towels should never be washed with items heavily soiled with bodily bodily fluid, fluids such as vomit. It says. <laughs> hey, thank you so, for that. So if I have underwear covered with poo, chlamydia, and vomitus, <laughs> I should not wash it with my towels. Now that's a great tip. Would never occurred to me. <laughs> oh, Holy oh. cow! Who wrote this article? Wow, that's news you can use. Thank you for that help. Uh, Wash your towels at least once a week. I know people that wash after every drying. Really? Oh, I've I've known people. uh, I've known people who stick. How how can you possibly dry your face after you just used that towel yesterday? Uh, That seems insane to me. Um, If they're saying, uh, what did they say? What did I just say? A week? uh, Once a week. Yeah, and when I was a you know bachelor, nobody else is ever going to touch this towel. Uh, it would go longer than a week sometimes, but I was, I was fine. I don't think I ever died. My standard has always been if it gives off the least odor, sure, then it's time to wash it because you, you got the funk. Probably not the funk they're talking about because I don't vomit that much. For instance, <laughs> I mean, you're sorting your laundry. You got your whites, your colors, your darks, and you're covered with vomit. What sort of lifestyle are you living? I'm a not a 19th century sailor, so I guess I'm all right. <laughs> I'm a little depressed. Uh, laundry talk. Uh, a brand new golf shirt just got ruined in the laundry. Oh. Best we can figure out is that um, the Tide Pod didn't dissolve completely. I hate when clothes get ruined. especially yeah. It's always the good ones, too. Never your crappy shirt gets ruined. Damn it. Mike Lyons, Taiwan, China, next. Armstrong and Getty. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. 
I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.